Happy Friday, theater lovers. This week's guest is Jen Zimmer. Jen is the kind of lady I think anyone would feel chatty and comfortable with. She has a great laugh and an excellent perspective on life, especially how to deal with unexpected failures. Jen was self-conscious about her interview, but truly had no reason to be. Her story is inspirational and reminds us it's never too late to chase your dreams. On with the show. Uh, So welcome, Jen Zimmer, to Sarnia Famous. Thank you very much for being here today. Uh, Thanks for having me. I I love the background. Is that like a little, a flag? Oh, my husband made, no, my husband made that. It's artwork. Is it? What's it made out of? Yeah, it's it's all made out of wood. Get out. Little wood pieces that you put together and then he put like, um, a stain on it and then it's an led light at the back around okay yeah because it's kind of a bluish light around it that's really cool really neat he made it backdrop so (laughs) how we know each other is we got to work together on wizard of oz and uh gosh doesn't that feel like a hundred million years ago that we did that i know and i miss it too i know I know it's, it's uh, that's such a common sentiment when I'm chatting with people is everybody misses it. But I definitely see these little, these little phone calls selfishly. I get to reconnect with everybody. So it's kind of a <laughs> win-win situation for me. So yeah. So let's start off with, with Wizard of Oz. Do you want to talk about your participation in the production and your perceptions on that and anything else that you want to talk about with Wiz? Well, when I went into it, uh, I was hoping to get the part of Glinda, of course. Everybody wants, like, a main part, right? That's everybody's <laughs> ultimate goal. But, I mean, I have no issue with being ensemble. And being ensemble, right, you get to be all different parts and all different aspects of the show, and you get to see all things. So, you know, I was part of the Oz people, and then I was the guard at the castle, and so you get to see all different aspects, right, of of behind the scenes too and interacting with everybody else I think during it as well and learning all the little dances and things like that and Bethany is really good at that very patient with everyone um, and also working with my son right seeing him enjoy it and and grow in his part he was my my main minion guy I remember yep <laughs> do you remember that uh there was that scene I think it was like on one of the opening nights where he and I cracked heads on the stage and then I didn't get to see him again until the end of the show I was so worried about him and but I was running around and he was running around and I thought like I hope I get to see this kid again an hour later I'm like are you okay and he's asking me are you okay because I don't know what (laughs) happened but all of a sudden I was on the ground and he had to run off the stage Uh, that was wild but um, two things other than that little memory popped up for me. You said <laughs> you got to be all the different parts with all the different costumes. Did, did you have a favorite? In that one, I think one of the guards, that was my favorite because I'm so short, right? So <laughs> so I'm supposed to be intimidating. So there you got David Evans and then you've got Jonathan and they're these big guys and big presence on the stage. And then you got me little five foot three nothing and I'm trying to look all menacing and have no reaction on my face while I'm I'm laughing inside, right? Because it was so funny to be that part. I think that was my favorite costume. Yeah. Just because, right? It was so big and everything was big and at the hat, everything. And Rhea did an amazing job too on those, on the armor and things like that. Can you refresh my memory on what those looked like? Because I can kind of see them in my mind, but I can't place So we had like the, the Russian style furry hats, right? Right. And then we had the armor that Rhea had made on her own. Like they're, they're really well done. 
and with the spikes coming out of the shoulders. And then we had black underneath, but my pants were so huge underneath, right? <laughs> and the boots that the boots we had to wear with it, and then we had to be on stage with no reaction, just oh we oh, right? Oh in this menacing voice at five foot nothing for me. I just found that funny. I guess that was my favorite too. Just the memory with it, I think, with the costume too was another thing. That song that as soon as you said that, I remember having that stuck in my head. Oh yeah. What what did she make the armor out of? I think it was remember? just made out of foam. It was just out oh. of like a foam material. And then she painted it. Yeah. That or it was already that color. Oh. She's amazing. Like it was just, and it, I mean, they lasted, I think by the last show, I think we were kind of taping them together. Yeah. Because we're on and off constantly, right? Quick changes and things like that. More people had quick changes than I did, but people taking them on and off and then trying to move sometimes because I was so short, trying to move that with that piece hanging down on my legs, right? Anyway, that was funny. Was the hat <laughs> super heavy? No, it was just a really light hat. Okay. Because that would make all the difference, especially if it's super tall, right? You'd have to... Yeah, I don't think... They didn't have anything in them. They didn't have any weight to them at all. Oh, okay. And um, quick changes. Like, that was a show of quick changes. Everybody in that show had some. Like, everybody was running. And behind stage, if you had to be on one side of the stage and have a quick change and be to the other side, you know, we we were crossing paths behind stage and whipping off clothes and running running down the stairs whipping off the armor and making sure it got put away and and trying to get into your other costume to get back on stage oh yeah that was that was a one of all quick changes so how did your your the ensemble team how did you guys coordinate all of those quick changes i think uh well we had a lot of backstage help right Mm -hmm. With Rhea doing the things like that, she made sure, like, if we handed her the armor, she put it away. She made sure that it was in the right spot. We didn't have to worry about it. A lot of support, right? You have the, your people with you and everybody making sure that you're getting right stuff on. And if something wasn't buttoned up or you didn't have the right pants on, which happened, I think, once to David Evans. I think he had the wrong pants on or something. <laughs> Dang, you're wearing the wrong, wrong pants! pants. <laughs> so somebody just shouted at him, Hey, buddy, you're wearing yeah. the wrong pants. You're in the wrong pants. I can't imagine. <laughs> and especially you got to be on the stage and everyone is relying on you. And how obvious it would be when everyone is matching, one person comes out in the wrong color pants or something like that. It would be yeah. all of the <laughs> attention would be on them and you, the audience would be going, what's the what's the different pants guy going to do? Why is he wearing different <laughs> pants? Too funny. <laughs> And so what was it like then working on a show with your kid? Was that the first show that you guys have done together? No. Uh, we've done um, pretty much every show together. He's done a few. Before that, he did some rebound shows. He got into theater when he was really young, and he did a few. Rebound had a program called Act Two, which oh, okay. got kids kind of involved with theater that hadn't been involved before. And he, his first show, he did Aladdin. And I saw him on the stage, and I just saw him come to life. And I'm like, you know what? That's something that I I should have done as a kid and I didn't do. Growing up, things, you know, I was very shy. I had a lot of anxiety. I still have anxiety, but I didn't do the things like that. I've been singing since I was really little, but I didn't do any shows like that. And once I saw my son, I'm like, you know what? That would be something fun to do with my kids. I have three, but Troy was the one that really started it all. And from then on, no, we were in The Music Man together. We were in Beauty and the Beast together. We were in Wizard of Oz. We were in Oliver. We were in A Christmas Story, A Christmas Carol. We also did A Christmas Carol out in Petrolia Theater. So two years in a row, I did A Christmas Carol. Uh, what other show did we do? Oh, my goodness, I can't remember all of them. I have done, like, a one-act play without him because it was an adult kind of 
play, which he was not to be part of. I've done another another one. I was going to do a motherhood show we were rehearsing that was supposed to open during COVID, but it didn't happen. He actually was supposed to do Grease without me, which would have been the first show we didn't do together. And then we got shut down, so he didn't end up doing Grease. Right. Motherhood Out Loud? Was that the one that yes. you were? Yeah, I think I was, yeah. I was in that one, too. We barely got yep. started on that one. It was such a bummer. I know. I and it was so. such a funny show, wasn't yeah, yeah. it? It was going to be so also- funny like super tear jerking like i remember yes. being even at the audition and bawling yeah. and looking over at yeah. henry and she was bawling and it was like how are we yeah. gonna make it through this i know so did did troy get you or yeah you did just say that he he started first in aladdin and then yeah so how how did you go about that how did you decide which show you wanted to get involved in and did he actually did he make a fuss when you were like i want to do it too oh uh, no well, actually, we actually did, uh, Carrie Beauchamp did Nightingales. She does Nightingales oh. at Christmas time. And my son, Troy, and I, and my daughter, Brooke, we all went to the audition. And all you had to do was sing a Christmas song. So we sang a Christmas song. We all did the show together. And I looked at my son. And I said, would this be something you'd want to do all the time? I said, we should do a lot more shows together. And he said, yeah. My daughter was like, I'm not doing anymore. <laughs> so, although she did. I roped her into doing another one. Yeah, he... He, no, he never, he was always excited. There, was, there were a few times I'd be on his case about getting an audition. And, Come on, Troy, we got to do it together. We got to do it. And he'd be like, I don't want to. And then it, then we get into it and it'd be, oh, thanks, Mom. Thanks. I had a good time. I met a lot of new people and not. I've got a lot of friends. He's a very social kid, right? I mean, you have to be in theater. I just think that's really cool that you guys are doing shows together. <laughs> now that he's 18, he doesn't, you know. Oh. He's, he's in university studying and that isn't even a priority anymore. So Mom is alone to do her shows now. For now, for now. For now. <laughs> Maybe when the bird comes back from leaving the nest. <laughs> yeah. So hypothetically, when he comes back from college and, and he's ready to do shows with mom again, what would your what would your dream production be? Or what roles would you like to share with him or No, I don't I would do I'll do any shows to be honest. They're, they're all exciting, the ones that they put on at the theater. I'm really into musicals, though, because I've been singing my whole life. So not that I wouldn't do any other shows. I've done other ones where, like I said, I did a one-act play where I was just acting. It was a comedy and things like that. But I really enjoy the musical part of it because you've got the dance aspect. You've got the singing. You've got the acting, too, right? So you can you put that on, incorporate that all together. But I, I'm and singing is really in my blood. and It's always been something that I really enjoyed. And that's Troy's. Troy started out as that, doing that as well, taking voice lessons and, and things like that. You kind of bring the aspect, like I said, you have acting into it. I, I just love musicals. That would be something. And I don't really have a favorite. Actually, Phantom of the Opera is my ultimate oh. favorite. I don't think I could ever play the lead because I do not have an operetta voice, you know. But I would love to even do that, to be an ensemble in that production. Yeah, that would be, be. be pretty cool. I think the operetta yeah. voice is pretty rare, too. Yes. Like, even with right. all the talent we got in, in this town, right. I think. Yeah, I went to New York City and saw it on Broadway. Oh, oh it was so well done. When was that? I think that they had uh, that? 2019 I went and saw it. Oh, just recently? Very recently? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been the longest. I think it's one of the longest running in New York. Yeah. Cool. 2019, like, you snuck that in under the wire, didn't you? I know. Oh yeah, gosh. it was our twenty our twenty year wedding anniversary, and we decided really? to go to New York City because my husband knew I wanted to go to Broadway. Oh my gosh, that's so romantic! Yeah. I'm gonna have to get my husband to take some notes. That sounds like <laughs> a really good anniversary to me. How did you see any other shows while you were there? 
Well, he said to me, I could pick any shows that I wanted to, and we could go out to a show every day I wanted to. And I said, no, I want, you'd only go to New York City. You might only go once in your lifetime, right? So, no, we didn't. I picked one I really wanted to see. We wanted to go and see Lion King and other ones. I mean, there's so many. There's at least yeah. 52 or 53 or something going really? on. And there's so many you could see, right? And there's wow. no way I could pick. I couldn't pick. I would have liked to see Aladdin. I don't even know if Aladdin's even on right now, but... And the Lion King was an ultimate favorite, too, as well, right? Another one was, there was another one just about to open. To Kill a Mockingbird was going to open, and it hadn't opened yet. But, no, we didn't. We went and saw the sites instead. We kind of pushed a bunch into three or four days and oh, went and saw everything else. Well, good for you. Find yeah. the balance of it, right? Because you're right, right. It might be something you only get to do once. So right. get all of it in there. I've never been there either. So I'm like making notes on the interview and making notes on like when I go to New York someday. <laughs> the like Statue just... of Liberty. You have to see that. You have to go on the ferry. You have oh, to go yeah. up the, the buildings. What's the other one we went to? Oh, the Eiffel Tower. I'm a huge Home Alone fan. Oh, yeah. And Elf. And Elf. Yeah. Christmas is my favorite time of year. Yeah, so yeah. I went and saw all, all the sights from all of the shows from those movies. And it was um, funny because we met some kids on the train and they're all talking about Elf and talking about Home Alone. And they said, we have to go see this. We have to go to the toy store. We have to go to the Eiffel Tower. Or not the Eiffel Tower. The, um, what do you call it, building? Oh, gosh. I can't think of the name right now. We have to go see this and this from the movie. And I'm, my husband looks at me and goes, you are a kid. Because there's little kids, <laughs> little kids talking. The oh, the Plaza Hotel. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big kid, too. So I'm right there yeah. with you. I love that kind of stuff. So then, um, Loving Christmas, the Nightingale show, I, I've never gotten to see one, but I've heard a lot about it. So that would be kind of, it sounds like one of the quintessential Sarnia Christmas experiences is the Nightingale yes. chorus. Can you tell yes. me a little bit more about your experience with that? Well, out of, I think there was about a hundred and, oh, that year, maybe 120 of us in the cast or oh. more. It's a, it's a huge production. She also incorporates, it, majority of it is singing, right? But she also incorporates a storyline in it. So there's some kind of acting to go with it, some kind of little play to go along with it, or some kind of story to, about the magic of Christmas. A lot of it is um, a huge choir in the background, and you're all back there singing, and there's parts, and there's so many parts, and she's so intricate and so detailed about the parts, you know, alto, alto, and you've got soprano, soprano one, you've got everything, all the different parts. And it just sounds so beautiful together, too. And same with dancing. There was a ballroom scene that I had to learn how to dance. And just just a wonderful experience. And I love Christmas, though. So just like the icing on top of the experience. Right. And then she makes it when she makes it snow. So it's almost like you're really in the experience. Oh, is that like at the end of the show? She makes it snow. Yes. That, oh my gosh. That oh yeah. Crazy. And there's certain scenes she makes it snow too. And I mean, we've done it. We've done it Christmas shows as well with with Theater Sarnia, mm -hmm. where it snows. It just makes it all that much more, right? Yeah. Just kind of creates that illusion a little bit more. The magic. Right. So what? It, okay. Being this is not a Christmas episode, but I can't help myself. What's your favorite Christmas song? Favorite Christmas song? Hmm. I don't really have a favorite one to be honest. From the show Anastasia, I like Once Upon a December mm. from the musical Anastasia. Yeah. That's one of my favorite go-to audition songs. I just love it. It's not even, it's not long. It's not detailed. It's just, I don't know. I like, oh, Jingle Bells is a good one, right? There's so many. Yeah, there's a lot. Just common. There's a lot. I don't have a, a favorite. I just love Christmas in general. Yeah, it's tough. As we're talking all about Christmas. I know, I know. I can't. I, I, and <laughs> I was trying to hold back because... 
it's not a Christmas episode, Dallas. And there's this little voice in my head that's like, don't ask her anything about Christmas stuff. Don't do it. <laughs> but I couldn't help myself. Couldn't but help you know myself. what's killing killing me is the last two years, I have not done a Christmas show. And every year I do a Christmas show. And so for the last two years, because of COVID and things, I didn't get to be in a Christmas show. And that's the part of Christmas. That's like, you do the show, you get your shopping done, and then it's Christmas. Hold and then, the phone. You get your shopping done after the show is done? Usually. One year when my son and my daughter and I, I have three kids. My older son doesn't do theater. My son, Troy, and my daughter, Brooke, and I did a Christmas story, the one with Ralphie and the BB gun. <laughs> that was the first time I ever had a starring role in Theater Sarnia. Best experience. I, just, I loved it, right? And that year we had a show on December 23rd. Oh, my God. It was our last show. So I had to have my Christmas shopping done by the 10th that year. Okay, good. I thought so you were going to say Christ- to me that you were going to be out no. shopping on the 23rd. And no. I was like, sister, you're giving I, me anxiety. I don't do that. I don't do that. No. <laughs> but if the show, like when we did, um, when we did Carrie's Nightingales, I think it was in November. Oh. So then that was okay. And I had done a Christmas Carol and Petrolia and we did it late November. So yeah, after that, I started my Christmas shopping. But if it's a show like that, where we were December 23rd, I had my shopping done by the 10th. There was no okay, way. Good. Okay, good. Yeah, I was starting to Too sweat. busy just thinking about that. Well, I'm thinking like if you stagger it right, when you bring yourself back into the Christmas shows, you could probably do enough to make up for the years that you weren't. You could have like a yeah. Christmas show extravaganza <laughs> and just go to Petroleum yeah, right. and then do this and that. No, yeah. too much. No, too much. <laughs> <laughs> too much with kids and work and everything else, right? Yeah, I guess. Eh? Being an adult kind of sucks sometimes can't do the things you just want to be able to do so what um do you think there's anything else that you'll you'll want to get involved in going forward or you think and maybe take a little break until things get a little more normal in the world well i had auditioned uh for the we did a christmas show this year um Hmm. holly wenning was was directing it and because of covid restrictions we're only allowed to have a cast of 20 so i didn't get a part in that Mm -hmm. my son did because they Holly and uh, Troy actually did a lot of Holly's camps. Holly used to run a theater camp in the summertime um, called Stars of Tomorrow. Mm. And Troy's done her camp. So she knew, I think she took a lot of people that she felt more comfortable with that she knew that she didn't have to work do a lot of work with because it was going to be a quick show. Yeah. And they weren't sure if they were going to be shut down. And they weren't sure if, if someone got COVID, the whole show would be done, right? Yeah. So um, I didn't do this year's show. I had auditioned for it. And then we had auditions for the one that was coming up. Oh, I can't even think of the name of it right now for the for the theater that Jackie's directing. Um, the Shakespearean one that's a dance. It's very, very tap heavy. Oh, uh, oh something rotten? That one? So, yeah, something's rot. Yeah. I think it's more was more geared for a younger crowd. Oh, okay. As far as the production itself and the and the roles. So I, I didn't even audition for a role, a main role for that. I thought I'll just do ensemble. I had no problem. I just want to get back into the shows. I just want to do something. Something, anything, yeah. And um It's very tap-heavy and very dance-heavy. I did the dance audition. I'm not a dancer. I did the hour and a half, and I did the best of my ability. And um, like I said, I think it was more meant for a a younger crowd, which I'm okay with. I mean, that happens. I'm not disappointed. I'm not saying to me. It's not going to say, oh, you know, don't don't audition anymore because I'm still going to audition for shows. Good for you because it can be a little hard on the the sensitivities right at the beginning when I first started auditioning and I didn't get parts I would get up, upset about it mm. but then in, as experience happens you know you get to the point where you think honestly is it going to change my life in any way if I don't get this part 
oh, I would really like to get the part because, yes, I enjoy being in the theater. I enjoy the family atmosphere of the theater and how everyone welcomes you into their production and how you get to know new people and they become your family. Like David Evans is one of my best friends who I met through the theater. I still hang out with him. We still go out for coffees. We still go to his house all the time. And other people like Rhea and Emily and all those people that I've met through other productions. So that part is the disappointing part, right? When you don't get in, you're like, oh, I wanted to be in the show with you. And like Jonathan and people like that. That's the only disappointing part. But yeah, I'm an adult. You know, yes, you're disappointed, but you're like, whatever. Move on to the next one. I, I admire that because I don't know that I would be that mature. <laughs> I think that I would <laughs> yes, be. Yes, but you're, you're a little younger than me. <laughs> uh, not by much. And I, but I don't think that I would do very well. I'm not very good with rejection, so there'd be a lot of tears hey, and national I've, I've had enough. I've had enough rejection in my life as far as in the teaching career as well. Mm. That theater is the rejection has come to the point where after the fifth or sixth time of not getting a teaching job, I just was like, you know what? I'm okay with it. So theater is like, you know what? I'm okay with it. Move on. Like get something else. Ducks back. So I wanted to backtrack. I wrote this down because I, I was like, did I hallucinate? Did you say that you had to do an hour and a half long dance audition? It was about an hour and a half. So you I were think, dancing? By the time we were done. Not the, the whole time. Oh, okay. We had to learn it. We had to, no, I, that's exaggerating. It was probably an hour. So we had to learn it. So Jackie taught us, taught it to us all as a group. And then we broke up into f- groups of like five or whatever each. Then we had to present it in front of everyone to Jackie. So you didn't have to have it perfect. You didn't have to be the best dancer. You just had to show your stuff, right? Just show that you learned some of it. I mean, you know how hard it is to remember choreography within a half an hour to an hour time span? Very difficult. That She wasn't looking for that. She was looking for that you got the gist of it and that you could dance, that you were capable of dancing, right? Capable of learning. It's a very tap-heavy show, too, though, so um, I'm not a tap dancer. We didn't have to do tap for that part. I don't think anybody had to learn unless you had experience with tap. You could only you could come back and do the tap audition. John, I'm good with no dancing. I didn't. I haven't danced. I'm not a dancer. I didn't dance my whole life. I bet you can no obviously hold your own if you're in there for hour, hour and a half. Right. <laughs> like I think that that says a lot right there. If you can, if yeah. you if you have the confidence, if you have the confidence alone to go into something like that, uh, like I think there right. have to be tequila in my belly in order to go to a. <laughs> audition hour hour and a half i think i learned from my son to be honest he's he's the one that inspires me probably because he just doesn't care he goes out there and he just whatever i don't care what anybody thinks about me i'm gonna dance and i don't care what you think wow we could we could all use a little more of that in our lives i think i know know. me especially i know does he give lessons (laughs) and he hasn't had lessons either he just has that ability to be that you know that good i'm thinking he could be a life coach like what's he going to college yes. for oh you know first it was astrophysics and astronomy what? and then he decided he went to university and then he decided he doesn't want to do that anymore he wants to go into sociology or be a social worker or a psychiatrist to help other people because this wow. last two years with covid have been really difficult on him and wow. he's suffered a lot of anxiety and a lot of mental breakdowns wow. that he's decided he wants to help other people so yeah. Not only is he confident, he's also brilliant, which, yes. wow. Yes, he is. That's a proud he graduated, moment. He graduated with a 97 average. Get out of Oh, my goodness. Mm. Holy dude. My other two are really, are really smart, too, but he's just the, he's the brainiac kid. I was going to say, so that comes from somewhere. Like, nod to you, my friend. I, I do have a master's in education, so. Well, that about Not sums that tooting, it up. Tooting my own, not that I'm tooting my own horn, but. Why not? My, toot, husband toot. Is, my husband is a smart guy, too. 
Well, yeah, it's got to come from both sides. That's fantastic. So I actually wrote down teaching too. I was wondering if your theater life ever kind of overlaps with your teaching life. Oh, yeah. I've, I've taught kids that come to the theater and done shows. I've also helped out with productions at schools mm-hmm. because I have that knowledge. And actually, Ryan Metzler and I were in Wizard of Oz together, and he was doing a placement at a school that I, I teach a lot at. And they were, he was helping with, with their production, and so I was helping with it as well. And then we were hoping to bring in a bunch of people from Wizard of Oz to do kind of a little mini, maybe workshop or mini production for them in front to cool. see what it was like to be on the theater yeah. or have them come and watch the show yeah. because they would have saw both of us in it. Yeah. But I don't know, I don't think their school got the invitation because we did the school shows. Right. I don't think their school came and got, but some of them did come on their own okay. and came and saw the show. I've taught a lot of kids that have come to productions and see me and they're all in awe. They think I'm this famous person. They call me this famous teacher. Oh my gosh, we have the famous teacher today, you guys. We're so lucky. And I have brought in to drama lessons. I had to teach a drama lesson to kids and so I brought in all of my all of my playbills from each show I had done and I sh- I showed them what a playbill looks like because I've done shows mm-hmm. and ones that I've been to like the, like I said to you Phantom of the Opera mm-hmm. I've been to Come From Away and things like shows I've been to and shows I've been in and they thought it was kind of neat to look in and see my name in there that I'm in a show yeah. and um, also talk about things about being on stage that think that normal everyday people wouldn't know you know stage presence and what stage left means and what stage right means and things about backstage that kids wouldn't know because they watch the show they don't see the things that are going on backstage I thought that was kind of neat that I brought that into yeah. the school environment because kids wouldn't normally know that, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's just something, like I said, with the, the school and bringing the, the aspect of theater that kids wouldn't know. And what a stage manager is, what an assistant stage manager, manager is, what a director does. The behind the scenes, the lighting production and things like that. And the ticket people, the ticket sales and the media presence. Things like that that they would not even think about when they are, they're going to watch a play at the theater. And hoping that gets them more interested in thinking, hey, that's me. maybe that's something that I would like to do. And maybe I would like to come and audition for a play. And letting them know that there, there's more than just being on the stage. There's all of the right. other things. They don't have, yeah, they don't have to be nervous. And they don't have to be the one standing out there with the lights all on them and everybody watching them. They can be backstage and helping out with costuming and downstairs and helping out with things that downstairs and... You know, things like that. That maybe they wouldn't know about. So is that an, right. a, a gig you often have, is teaching drama? Um, I'd like to do a lot of prep teaching. And a prep teacher is a teacher that covers the teacher's prep when they write. So they come in and they'll teach either drama or music or science or gym, depending on what the teacher isn't teaching. So I find a lot. I've done a lot of drama cool. and music. So, I mean, no, as a supply teacher, I teach everything. But I like the drama and music part because I like to bring that part, you know, into it. Mm-hmm. Something different that isn't in the curriculum, which is, you know, you need to teach them that. I think it's just exciting for them. Absolutely. Something It'd be different. Nice, nice change. And obviously something you're passionate about and knowledgeable about. So you would bring that right. expertise. Yeah. So then... Um, Going back to music, you had, you were saying that you've been singing your whole life. So did you take lessons when you were a kid? Yes. What kind of? Yes, I did. What did that look like? Probably about, I started when I was in grade four. I think I was in the school choir or something, or I did the church choir. I did a lot of church choir as well as a kid. 
my sister and I were the youngest in the church choir, and someone said to my dad and my mom, uh, your daughter has a really good voice. I think maybe you should get her into lessons or something. So I took lessons with this older lady. I don't even know if she's still alive, to be honest. Oh, gosh. In her, in her basement, she'd play the piano, and we'd do lessons, and I'd sing in music festivals because we'd have oh, Lampton cool. County Music Festival. I never won, but I still did it, <laughs> and I enjoyed doing it. And then I also did a lot of... Uh, I don't know if you heard of Skits Review. I went to Skits. I'm an older person uh, when Skits existed. And we had a variety show called the Skits Review. And I sang in the Skits Review every year as well on my own. Um, We did actually had an alumni show a few years back where I sang in that too. So like I said to you, singing is more my my thing. So you said singing festivals. Could you tell me what that was? like i did so you are given a song that you have to learn and perform at and then you go into a church usually it's into a church and then someone would judge you on based on your performance as far as tone and making sure the notes were right the breathing things that they have to mark you on and you would get a like a grade like a percentage and then you would place or not place or things like that which i most of the time i knew going into it i wasn't going to place but try to have a positive attitude and I mean I still did it right you still would go and perform and you still accomplishment still do it yeah and Troy actually started doing it as well he took lessons from Lisa Hakala and she's an amazing singing coach he went into a few festivals as well when he was younger so was that in Ontario kind yeah, of it's in, actually it's art it's in Sarnia oh. Oh, no it's just a Sarnia Lamp- it's the Lambton County Music Festival uh, yeah is that still going on I think so but I don't know with COVID what's going oh, on because yeah. Troy, Troy hasn't been doing it anymore and I don't know what they're, what they're doing right if they're doing what it they're allowed to do what yeah I know it's disappointing it is got to keep telling ourselves that it's 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 got to be temporary eventually eventually yes um so then i guess if we could go back i'm just going through my notes because i'm listening to you and i'm jotting things down as i go um so you'd said you've been what was that the puppy again yes that is it's like it was almost a conversational woof he's probably talking to my husband I might have to move. Okay. Yeah, it's my husband. I'll be upstairs in my bedroom because he won't stop barking. Okay, I'm sitting down in my bed. <laughs> Ooh, that's a pretty wall color. Ooh. What is that, like, like a dark teal? Yes. Oh, my, my gosh. My favorite colors. That is yeah. really, really pretty. It's only one wall. It's only one wall? Yeah, it's an accent wall. Oh, what, is, what are the other walls colored as? Like light gray. Oh, wow. And my husband. My husband matched the color to be made by curtains in our bedroom. What? And that's the, cur- the curtains I wanted. And then he matched the color of the back to the curtain. What a family you got over there. Like singing and <laughs> dancing and making wood art and like curtains. And, and curtains. Like holy flipping doodle. Yeah. an example. We got to step it up over <laughs> here. I don't sew. It's not me sewing. It's him. Anyway, you had a question you were going to ask. Uh, yeah, I'll just take a minute. I mean, I think that's. That's so cool. Anyway, she's so been in a lot of musicals. Uh, I remember you saying Music Man, Beauty and the Beast, Oliver. Was there a favorite? Well, obviously I'm going to say the favorite was when I was a lead role in uh, Christmas Story. That was my favorite. Was Christmas Story, is that a musical as well? <laughs> yes. Oh, is Ralphie it? to the rescue. Oh, oh, oh. oh my gosh. Okay, forgive me. <laughs> I, I did write that down. I didn't realize that the Christmas Story was was uh, a musical as well. I think of, yeah. I'm thinking of the movie, right? Where he's got the bunny. Yes. Yeah, it's not a musical, the movie. Obviously. Oh, okay. I've but, never seen that. No. Oh, yes. And the bunny the bunny ears, the bunny costume that he gets for Christmas. Yes. So do you want to tell me more about that experience? 
with that play? Oh, that was that was a great. Frank Brennan was doing the music, and Lisa Hackler was helping because she helped with the kids. Ron Pask was the director, and Ron and Frank and and Lisa all gave me the chance to to be a leading role. And I I mean I'll I'll always thank them for that because it was it was a great experience. It was probably to be up on stage by yourself and to be the only person and to be singing and having everybody watch you is just to me I wasn't even nervous. Every wow. night it was kind of like this this thing you kind of take in, right? And you feel like you're in, engulfed in the whole show. You're you're that person and you're that I was that mom and I am a mom. So playing the part of a mom was not out of my scope of reality. So to be this mom and singing this song, you kind of I kind of applied it to my own life. There were nights that I'd be crying and Frank would be crying because he's like, Oh my goodness, that was the best you did tonight and it was so heartfelt and the thing is to me it wasn't acting. It wasn't acting, right? It was I'm a mom. That was my life. That's my life. So the whole running around and at Christmas time and making sure you have the best Christmas for your kids and making sure that everything's done right and you're the best mom and you're the you're the one that the kids can go to and you know, things like that. That was not even it wasn't acting for me. That gave me a little chill when you said that. <laughs> We don't deserve moms. Moms are so awesome. Tell my children that now, though, as they get older. Well, you know, <laughs> like, you, you can ask my mom this. Like, I think with all of us kids, we're close when we're younger, and then there's, like, this window of time where we're, we've are we got our heads up our own butts, and then we come back to mm-hmm. our parents eventually. My, my, oldest, my oldest will be 21 on Valentine's Day. Yeah. So like so yeah 20 to 25 usually and it, at least in my yeah. in my family with my siblings I think we were all from 20 to 25 just heads up our own butts and then it yeah. kind of came around. Well, you know what he's he's a really good kid. He's he's going to graduate nursing this year with an RPN wow. and he'll he'll it's be your working. Family, I can't get over this. Wow. He's been working at the hospital since he's been working at the hospital since COVID started. Wow. As a screener and a PSW and he's doing nursing school. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a tough gig. What a like baptism yeah, by fire type scenario for right. to be involved. I guess you'd you'd learn real quick whether or not you actually yes. want to be in the field. Well, yeah, yeah, real quick. Wow, I lost my train of thought just thinking about that. That's what well, we were talking oh, about Christmas story. You, you asked me yes. what my main role was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then, uh, so, so you had a scene where you were literally it was just you on the stage mm-hmm. singing all by yourself. Yes. I can't even imagine that. Like that sounds so scary, but because you're saying no, you were just being it, it wasn't you. it wasn't scary. Yeah. Because it was something that I kind of applied to my own life. You know, you take it and you think, "Wow, this is this is my life even though it was set in like the 30s, I think it was it was still my life." Right? The whole hustle and bustle of Christmas and yeah. trying to keep everyone happy and things like that. Yeah. Just being a the mom. The meaning of that. Being a mom. Right. It's the same always so we're creeping up on that time where my laptop might combust die yeah so i <laughs> okay because uh, i'm gonna i gotta make supper soon anyway so the timing is good i'll just give you that we got a couple minutes and i just i always like to okay. give people the opportunity like if there's anything you want to bring awareness to or or a funny story you want to share about your theater time or <laughs> like, anything like i said i said to you i don't think inspiring to offer people I said to you, I'm like, I don't know if I'm that much. I said, my life's kind of boring. I don't know but, how boring your life is over there. You got popping out all these kids but, with all these talents. You but got I a also, beautiful house. I also did, this is a second career for me teaching. Oh, okay. Which is something that uh, I worked in accounting before this. Oh. And I went to school for business. And I decided after I had my first son that I didn't want to go back to work in a career that 
really meant nothing to me, doing somebody else's accounts payable and receivable. And I wanted, I always wanted to be a teacher growing up. Ever since I was, I had the best teachers growing up. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a teacher. And I thought, why, why can't I do it now? Why can't I do it now? So when my daughter was in kindergarten, she's my third, she'll be, she's 17. When she was in kindergarten, I said to my husband, I want to go back to school and get my bachelor's. I have a three-year diploma right now. I had a three-year diploma from Lambton College. I said, I want to get my bachelor's, and then I want to go to teacher's college. And my husband did nothing but support me and paid for it all. And I did my bachelor's degree in geography in two and a half years. And then I went to teacher's college in Buffalo, New York, because Ontario and and New York have an agreement that you can be certified in New York State and also teach in Ontario. And I didn't think I was going to get into Windsor or Western, and it was driving every day. Whereas Buffalo, I could drive every weekend and go to school and then be with my kids during the week when they would go to school and then do my homework when they were at school. So I went to teacher's college and I graduated in 2011. And then I've been supply teaching for eight years and trying to get a full-time job and it's not been easy. Yeah. So like I said to you about earlier about the disappointment and rejection thing, yeah. I've kind of matured as, as an adult. It took a lot. I cried the first time I didn't get a teaching job. I cried. And then I thought after the fifth time, you know what? No, not anymore. For my own mental health, I need to just just let it go. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like I said, I applied that with acting and getting parts. When I didn't, when I wouldn't get a part that I wanted, I was like, you know what? No, let it go. Somebody else is better for the part. You're either ensemble or you or you're not in the show. And what's I mean, that's less rehearsal you have to do, mm-hmm. right? So, wow. And rehearsals, love them and hate them. It depends uh, on who you are. Yeah. Rehearsals are not the funnest thing to do. It is true. They can be a little time-consuming. Right? The rehearsal process, you either love it or you hate it, and most times you hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a necessary evil, and it's worth it in the end. Right. But, yeah. No, that's the, that's so inspirational to hear you say that, because um, so many people have those dreams and never pursue them right. because, you know, old dog, new tricks or whatever excuse. Right. And it doesn't matter what your age is. If you've got a passion, no. go for it. No. And I thought to myself, I don't want to go, I don't want to leave this world and say, man, I wish I did, I wish I had got my degree. Yeah. I wish I had to become a teacher like I wanted to become a teacher. Yeah. And I tell my son now, my son Troy doesn't know what he wants to do. Like I told you, he switched his major. He says, mom, I feel like my life is meaningless because I don't know what I want to do with myself. Oh. I said, you're 18. Yeah. I said, I, I changed careers in my 30s, Troy. It doesn't matter. Nope. You follow what you think is right. And what your dreams are. And I mean, it sounds corny, right? No. People say that, follow your dreams, but... It's not corny. It, what else do you have to do? It's too bad that we have that misconception that it's corny, right? Because it's not. Right. And I think that that feeds into the fact that so many people don't pursue those things. Because right. it's like a societal norm. Like, oh, yep. that's silly. Or it's too late or yep. whatever. Because it, it never no, is. it's never. No. That's so inspirational. I think that's the perfect note to end this chat. Uh, thank you okay. so much. Like an hour goes by like lickety split. Hey, I know it does. Um, I know. It feels like every time I feel like I'm just getting going with people and then I have to be like, sorry, my laptop's going to burst. So I better roll. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for All taking right. the time for me. Um, yeah. Sorry. It took so long. <laughs> no, no. I am happy to coordinate and yeah. I'm glad that we were able to make it work. My schedule's crazy too. So I can empathize. I know what's, what yeah. that's like. Anyway, um, enjoy your dinner and say hi to your family. Thank you. And uh, hopefully I'll see you I soon. I will. Okay. Thanks, Alice. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, kids. That's all for today. 
Should the odds be in my favor, next week's guest will be the extremely talented Henry Canino. I'm not excited. You're excited. Ah! See you then.